You're tuned in to Cowl Fans, a popped-off podcast, the casual fans' home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the first branded studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Allurimore. I'm Haller. And boy, oh boy, do we have a show today. Oh boy. Oh golly. <laughs> we really need to get ones of these that make noise. <laughs> Florida beats the Outlaws. We won a match. Here in Tampa, we are celebrating, and we, we were celebrating live with the Chaos crew we were. last night. It was super, super fun. Oh I think gosh. the last time we celebrated a win on this show was our very first episode. No, it was our second episode. Our second episode. So pretty darn close, right? Yeah. It has been a hot minute. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy, does it feel good. Right. But there was a lot of things that went into it leading up to it coming in this week. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the whole process, the whole journey of the mayhem for this week. Because it was a long journey in a, just a short week. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. I'm going to the bottom of my notes where I started. (laughs) And yes, that means it's time to take off the party hats because we have to go back to San Francisco. We're traveling back in time. (laughs) Back to San Francisco. No, I'm not even going to San Francisco. We're going to go before San Francisco. Oh, boy. We're going to start from the beginning of the week. Okay. All right. So lots of things happened. First thing that happened is Mayhem signed Rain. Yes. Everybody clapped. Everybody was like, yeah. This isn't quite the um, the signing we were expecting, but okay, seems solid. The general makes consen- sense. The general consensus among the people who I've been able to interact with on Reddit and Discord okay. was Chris isn't very good. Rain is an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Then, then the world exploded on Wednesday. Yes. On Wednesday, the mayhem announced. Three player signings. Yeah. Two of which we thought as possibilities. Yeah, we were kind of expecting. <clears throat> so we were expecting Gargoyle. For sure. That was like the one everyone was 100% certain. Mm-hmm. It was being teased by bare hands. We were getting Gargoyle. We got Gargoyle. We got Gargoyle. Then Karayan, who was leaked by Halo of Thoughts. Yes. With so, Gargoyle. With Gargoyle. Not totally unexpected mm-hmm. because that's been circulating around. And then we get DPI. Which this nobody flex saw DPS. Yes. Nobody saw coming. It's a GOATS meta. Why are we getting a flex DPS? And then amongst immediately after that announcement. Mm-hmm. But before we even have time to process, we just got three players, not two. Right. Here are two new coaches and an analyst. We've got Unread, new head coach for the Florida Mayhem. Mm-hmm. We've got KH1. Kingdom Hearts 1, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts fan here, hoping... <laughs> Anyways, we got KH1. He's going to be a new assistant coach, which means Insight's going to move from head coach position to assistant coach position because he's no longer the only coach. Hallelujah. (laughs) So excited about that. And then Ryu Tsubasa from the Mayhem Academy. You nailed that pronunciation. Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah. From the Mayhem Academy is being, was released by the Mayhem Academy and is now being put back on in the main roster as their analyst. This Mm. guy was credited with figuring out the causes by using the statistical analysis of the Mayhem Academy shortcomings so that they could practice to overcome Yeah, them. he seemed like a really crazy good analyst and is was attributed to being one of the large factors in Mayhem Academy's win versus Fusion University. Mm-hmm. And we're already seeing payoff, like that. Right. So right. that's cool. Yeah, I put in a question to the, to the Florida Mayhem Discord this morning and okay. asked the team Discord just to, say, just to ask, how much were the coaches actually in, in here this week, right? That's a great question. Because 
I don't. They, I know they. The, the next thing I'm going to go into is on Friday on our first game day. Right. Uber announces to the stadium, "Hey, the players, they're here. They're jet lagged. They're sleepy. Please be quiet in the stadium." It was hilarious. I was giggling <laughs> really hard at that. I'm driving to Publix to pick up uh, fruit and ice cream because that's the thing that I do, listening to it in my car. Sounds and then Uber like goes, day. please be quiet. They're sleepy. They're jet lagged. I'm just <laughs> dying. It's fantastic. So they're here yep. from Friday, which means if the coaches were acting with them remotely, they could have been acting with the team since Wednesday. Right. Right? But R- if they were Bruce, all... Bruce Sebastian should have been there. Right. That's true. He's in L.A. He was in L.A. I don't imagine why he would have left. But the other two coaches would not have been. Yeah. So, so we've had that time. And, and I, don't, I don't know how long the coaches were involved or how much they were involved. If they came in with the players, were jet-lagged, and maybe right. didn't interact very much, maybe this was mostly insight. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to know. So I put, a, I put a thing out on the Mayhem Discord to ask the team. So, you know, if you follow that, follow that. And if you don't follow that, we'll try and share that whenever I get the answer. Mm. Um, and then Florida plays the Shock. So here we are. We're on game day. Yes. Florida versus the Shock. So still old roster. We got our new guys, but they're not, but they're they're not, not integrated, integrated yet. So mm-hmm. we're running with what we've been running with this stage, just the addition of Fate and the occasional Byram. Yep. And um, Florida says, I hear you like DPS <laughs> to kick this whole thing off. Yes. They run a yes. five DPS comp with I a Mercy. I already forgot about this. How did you already forget? Uh, that's why I had to write this I would just, down. I know, because I just, I, the Houston game just clouded well, everything. Don't forget your history, boy. All right. Don't forget your history, boy. Okay. Fusion. This, the, the fusion. The Mayhem roll out with five DPS. Uh-huh. A May from Fate acting as the tank. Yes. Um, I don't even remember what the other DPS were. I feel like Zephyr was probably on the Farah. We, we, yeah, we had a Farah. I want to say we had a Hanzo. There might have been a Junkrat. There was a, maybe a Tracer. It was us. And then a Mercy. And then a Mercy. And it was, you know what? Surprisingly good. It's surprisingly good. For, we did not for get... a 5 DPS comp, it worked way better than we expected. We definitely had a Soldier 76. I remember yeah. an Attack Visor. That was a thing. That's true. And we <laughs> did not get 100 to zeroed. No, that was actually the most competitive we felt the entire night. Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. Made us made was, us go into the Houston Outlaws game. Yeah, I loved what uh, I think it was an interview with Moth afterwards, and Moth was like, "Yeah, um, we had never seen that before." <laughs> this uh, is something you don't scrim against. <laughs> it worked for Chengdu. Why not Hunter? You can't scrim against this. Yeah, or why not like, Mayhem? Well, we can't do wacky triple DPS because everyone's doing that. How do we throw a team off? Five DPS. And boy, okay, oh boy, Florida. it threw him off for a second there. <laughs> oh, man. That was a cool... That felt felt very Shades of Mayhem Academy, to be honest. Sounds <laughs> like the kind of wacky crap they would pull. So I don't know if that's a... Well, and a coming from a team... I, and coming from a team that historically has not been great at closing out and doing damage and getting the kills, yeah. just run five DPS. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about whether yeah, or not you your tanks can close you can't do enough damage kills. in a 3-3 three, three meta, just, just five, five DPS. Why five not? DPS. It's, a, it's straight out of my silver games. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> so... Um, okay, where am I at? San Fran. Here we go. Map. Here we go. Okay, so the rest of Nepal rolled right over. Yeah. Volskaya rolled right over. Not even. 
I mean, not even so just... we, we, we ran GOATs a lot. Um, I think we only we subbed in Byram for a map. I think just the salt we subbed Byram in. Yeah, I think so. And then we brought and then we brought Hago back afterwards. Um, yeah, we just kind of got stomped. We did, we did. Well, here's something though on Numbani and on Dorado, I think we did better than any of us expected. I felt like Numbani and Dorado were okay maps because we closed out Numbani. Yes. We close out Numbani, and then we're putting up a defense. They definitely have more time in the bank than us. Like, that's for sure. But mm. we have time in the bank. No, we didn't. We were playing for a draw, weren't we? We were playing for a draw? We I may have been playing for a win. Remember. I can't. No, we did get an attack run. Yeah. We were playing for a win, and we have to. We were defending, and. And I'm looking at it going, you know, Florida, I distinctly remember you having an amazing Farah defense on the first point of Numbani that full held somebody last week. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, Numbani's always been one of our better maps, even right. back in, like, stage one. And we just decided to play GOATs, right? and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, Numbani definitely suits our team's strengths, especially Fate. He gets to play Winston on point A. That's why our point A tends to look really good. Yeah, yeah I was a little disappointed because we just ran Rhine Groats, I think, the second defense. Um, and... I'm like, you have fate. You, yeah. You know you're going to lose the Ryan Ryan matchup versus Super, right? For sure. Like, the one advantage we could have is we do have a better Winston. Uh, better Winston. I don't even want to say Winston Goats, but we have a better Winston, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> than, than the San Francisco Jacques has, maybe. Um, so I would have liked to have seen us play to that advantage, yeah. but I guess you don't want to worry about getting rolled over and now they have an earth shatter and you're behind on that ult or something. I, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, weird choice, I think, overall. Um, definitely felt like we could have thrown more curveballs. Um, I felt like there were a lot of individual errors. Like, yeah, we played a little bit better and we were definitely progressing more in the maps. Like, we weren't getting as shut out. Yeah. Um, but there were still a lot of, like, individual errors, bad ults, weird ult timings, um, positioning errors that um, just did not feel good. Like, for me, I just... Like, I didn't feel too much better even though we were getting further in the maps the last yeah. two. I still was like disappointed in the performance we were having it's not like the soul games where i was proud of those last two maps for the most part okay these ones i still didn't feel good about okay so differing opinions here yeah interesting. <laughs> um so that, that's how that that's how that game went one thing i wanted to point out here i wrote it down because i was interacting on the discord for this and and so was bare hands mm. and and not in the best of ways mm. Like, first off, my personal opinion is that as a manager who's the guy who's in charge of recruitment right now, mm -hmm. you really probably ought to be watching your team, being engaged with your team, and really paying attention to their reactions on the stage, especially when you're rebuilding and their mm. mental state. Because you need to know who needs to go in and out, who you, what kinds of pieces you need to recruit. If I have a bunch of really emotional players, I need some level-headed and cooler players to right. come in and balance us out, right? Um, and just like the Fusion, no, just like the Boston, we're talking about how they've added Blase as a shot caller to even them out, and he's been calling yeah. them to calm down. And they showed some of that on Watchpoint, and he definitely and seemed like he, like, the whole time he's like, calm down, calm, calm down, down, calm down, yeah. we won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you need to be paying attention to that. So I'm not real sure if interacting on Discord during the games is your smart play. He interacts a lot with the Ask the Team things, and I think that's great. And he's been really interacting in positive ways. Yeah. This was not 
for me, the best time to be interacting. Mm. But on top of that, he's really interacting with some stuff he shouldn't be interacting with. You know, there are those things that people say that are just there to bait you and get reactions out of you. Right. And it felt like some people were saying some of that stuff in the Discord, and he was giving them the reactions they wanted. And, Bearhands, you've had enough PR problems. Mm. Don't do this to yourself again, because all it needs is one person to take a screenshot of something. And it really wasn't all that bad, right? I'm gonna be honest and say it wasn't all that bad, but all it needed was one second of escalation and a bad call and something typed and hit the enter button and someone takes a screenshot and we're dealing with another like right. big uh, sorry you, man. You just don't need to be like arguing with your mm -hmm. fan base. No. For the most part. Um, just state why why things are the way they are, maybe in a more official manner. Yeah. Whenever whenever it comes up and then try to let your the the results speak for themselves. Yes. And and boy oh boy, have the results spoken for themselves. Yeah. Here we go. Florida, they play the outlaws. Mm-hmm. They start on a control map. And it just after, like, on this control map, you just feel like it's going to be... Business as usual, right I wrote for the down. Florida Mayhem. They're getting just, just... Destroyed. Somehow, Doomfist is consistently punching our Lucio, like, I, I, which doesn't really make much sense to me, but kept happening. We're staying in really tight packs when Sombra mm. has EMP in tight corridors, which is just not a, small, not a smart play. Mm -hmm. We're not running our Saya player. Our yeah. Sia player on Widow, I call him our Sia player because he's, right. that's, I mean, yes, he's a player, but let's be honest, right? That guy is a machine when it comes to mm -hmm. Widow. He hasn't been recently, but he sure did turn up later in this game. Yeah. Oh, man, so we just, we, we weren't well, doing it, and, yeah. and the control map At least felt, on the very first right. control map, right. on Ruins it was. So Ruins felt weird, but I get why you play Goats, because you can really bunker down in that little pit, the excavation yeah. pit where the point is, and then you could block a lot of sight lines. Um, however, so that allowed us to get first point, and then Linkser realizes, okay, they're playing down there really well. I don't have shots on Widowmaker. I'm gonna switch to Doomfist. And then Doom, Doomfist comes in. We're just taking tons of damage from Jake the entire time. He was just direct rocketing the crap out Jake's of us. Jake's Farah play was and we unreal just got, all we just got day. Wrecked. Which is crazy because, all right, so we lose that map, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty handedly, like business as usual, the, the empty void of being a Mayhem fan watching your team lose is and then rearing Mayhem its goes familiar to head. Point a on Paris. And then, wait, hold on. Oh, okay, because sorry, we sorry. do go to um, Control Center, I think it's called, on Oasis. Or, or no, excuse me. Yeah, we go to the well. Why did I think it's we Ilios. I totally switched Oasis. to a different map. You said Control Center from Lijiang. You said Oasis, which isn't the right I map know. for Control Center. I know. For some Center. reason, I'm even picturing like the little middle gazebo. Um, oh my for the God. play I want to describe. I don't know why I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in Oasis right now, but I know this play happened. It was on well. Yeah. But I know this play happened. So one of the first things that happens is we roll out on triple DPS, right? I'm happy because I think this is our best comp. Like, Saya's best hero is Widowmaker. Um, Zephyr's best hero. Well, yeah. Zephyr's best hero for some reason is Farah. And then the best hero for BQB is Sombra. So triple DPS really suits our team. Yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted to see in this game, especially knowing that like that's what Houston's going to be running and we can match it. And we can have a fun game just like 
um, New York and London had had earlier in the week. That's yeah. what I was hoping for. They run out with it. I'm super excited. First thing that happens, Zephyr double direct hits Jake out of the sky. And this dude, as you were saying, like on fire. Yeah. Not even just this whole game, but like this whole stage. His Farah has looked really good. Zephyr just comes in and is like, sup, and takes him out of the sky. And, then and I'm pops like, the mercy whoa. out right after that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, Zephyr, okay, boy. But it's not like Jake doesn't retaliate, because later right. in that same map, that yeah. same round, Jake comes around and gets like three direct rocket shots on they, all of the DPS and just shuts us they, the crap down. They definitely, they definitely traded, but that felt good, especially oh, for just like our off tank player to yeah. just come in there and like wreck a DPS player who's been looking like one of the better Faros. That was a good feels good moment. It really was. Especially for the control map where there weren't a lot of feels good moments. That <laughs> one was a feels good moment. Yeah. So. Oh man, it was yeah. excellent. So that, that one, that round definitely felt better than the first, but ultimately we weren't able to clutch it out. Houston ends up winning. We drop control. But then we go to Paris. Then we go to Paris. So here's Paris. We're defending. Mm -hmm. We're on point A. We're running goats. It's not smart. We're playing yeah. against Houston. But Houston doesn't At care. least we have Winston, because we know true. they're going to be running probably triple DPS, so we're, we're at least sort of ready for Houston it. rolls out with a triple DPS, Jake's on fire, we're hiding under the bridge. It's so weird, yeah. So, usually you want to like control the middle grounder. A lot of times with Winston Goats, you're like, you have your Winston positioned near the choke. Yeah. To start like applying pressure for people who are trying to come in. And then he can and jump back to you the could, point. Yeah, and you can jump back to the point, you get a little bit of ult charge, and you Usually when you're playing a Winston defense, especially in this meta, you're trying to build up Primal. Obviously when they're running triple DPS, it's a little bit different than running yeah. against Rhine Goats, where it's really the Primal is the main focus. Right, right. But still, you'd, like, you'd think you'd be starting at least a little bit up forward, but he's like, they, they just started on the middle ground. And the second they started getting hit by like fire rockets um, from over the, over the cafe, they, they fall back to, as you say, under the bridge. And they just hide there. And Houston it's like, out onto the cool, we, they have no sight lines onto you, but there's no reason they can't just rotate and get sight lines onto you. And now you can't pressure point. Yeah, because Houston, Houston just, just rotates right rotates, onto the point. And then all of a sudden you have Farah and I think Linkser's on Widow, and they're all they're just, just shooting at shooting you. Shooting two different directions, and they're just stuck under the bridge. Yeah, and so you're stuck under the bridge, and then you go into the little house, and great, Jake's like, okay, now I have this small little door is the only place I need to be shooting into. Come out, and they just—you don't roll, have a Rhine shield. They roll right over yeah, point A, and they just destroy and, us. And you know, we're this is the beginning of this map. We just watched Ilios, where we got pretty handily beaten, yep. and we're thinking business as usual. Right. But then we have a really good point B defense. Mm -hmm. We're playing goats still, I believe. That whole time, uh, I, BKB, BKB, switches BKB switches to Sombra. BKB switches to We play to Sombra. Sombra goats. Thank goodness. And. Yeah. We have a really good point B defense. We yep. get them to less than a minute. Definitely. Some scrappy moments in there, for sure. Yeah. Um, but we kept, we consistently kept clutching it out. We were able to get enough picks to hold on Assault, which is all you need is like a few. Uh, just a couple. To, to be able to get that respawn defender's advantage, right? Um, and yeah, it we, we get a very, very solid hold. Yeah. And then... They, then we come out with a good attack run, mm. wind up with plenty of time left in the bank. Yes. And then we hold them on point A in the extra innings, in the extra time. Mm -hmm. with, a, with a bunker defense, we run the Bastion. Yeah. And, and Which was such a smart move, because usually to break a... I love this, because to break a Bastion comp, almost always you need to build, you need to build ults. Houston has a minute. 
Right. They're not going to build ults in that time. I thought this was a really, really good call, especially after being disappointed with what they decided to run the first time. Oh, yeah. I was glad to see this because also Houston isn't going to be expecting it. They don't really have time to do swaps. There's not really good swaps to make anyway. When you only have a minute, you just yeah. kind of got to keep running your do the triple best you DPS. Can. Hope Blinkser gets a sick headshot or something, takes out the Mercy. or yeah. I don't even think we're, I think we're running Baptiste Ana. Uh, but like I gets a right. gets a Baptiste pick or something like that, right? And um, and we 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 fold them. We hold them really well. They get to like sixty eight percent, but then we had almost four. We had almost five minutes. Yeah. And we you can get that in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Anybody any of the teams can do that. Yep. Even the mayhem, and they do. Yeah. We win this map. It feels kind of like a fluke. And it, and it it yeah. I I wasn't ready to get excited yet. Like mm -hmm. even in the matches, like nope. San Francisco Shock has looked. Or excuse me, San Francisco Shock. Um, the Houston Outlaws have looked hot this stage, they but really their have. weakness has been assault. Like their assault maps have not looked good. When mm. they haven't been winning four O's minus their game against Boston, most of their wins have been three one, and three one because they drop assault. So I'm like, cool. I'm glad we won assault, but that was always going to be the map type we were going to win. Yeah, that's what it felt like. If we were going to sure. win any, like that's Houston's weak point. Our assault. A little bit mixed review, so I wasn't sure, but that, that was maybe the map I was most hoping we were going to win. And sure enough, we pull it off. It's 1-1 one, one at a half. I'm not ready to get excited. No, and neither are the analysts, right? right? Yeah. At the halftime show, the analysts are going, look, guys, I, I don't think Florida's got this. Yeah. They just didn't, and neither did we. Mm -hmm. But but it, it just didn't seem right. Yeah. It, just, it still seemed like business as usual for Florida. Mm -hmm. Oh, we won a map. Ooh. That's not a, that's not a W on the board though. But Florida does ramp up. We've all we've, we've seen it. That's true. We ramp up. Assault and control are probably our weakest map types. Escort and uh, hybrid and escort seem to be seem to be more at home. And boy, does our hybrid time. turn out to be yeah the type. So we finally in hybrid, and I don't remember. I didn't I didn't take really detailed notes about hybrid map. Right. We were we were at a live watch party. Yeah. Okay? So we were we were in Tampa. Chilling with, the, with chaos the chaos crew. crew. Um, so just to do a little caveat, because we didn't get to talk about it too much. Like, this is super fun. We got to meet some fans. Shout out to Dean. It was awesome getting to meet you. Yeah. Um, we got to make some new friends there as well. Like, I yeah. feel like we do every time. We always just end up sitting at a random table with someone we've never met. And right. Just talk Overwatch, it's super fun. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've never been and you're worried about like, if, especially if you're solo, I've gone solo a lot, you just just plug yourself in at a table. Everyone here just loves Overwatch, loves loves the mayhem. Yeah, yeah. And are there was happy even an Outlaws there. fan there, and we did, and we loved them anyways. Yeah, there's been Outlaws fans at games where there's not even the Outlaws playing. Um, so yeah, yeah, just just come out. It's super fun. So we were watching live. Obviously, we weren't like taking as good notes. I wasn't tweeting. <laughs> I was just in the moment. We were in the moment enjoying this. It's true. And there was a lot to enjoy. Sure was. But um, blast. I'm thinking. Blast. I'm trying to remember. We here's here's the real definitive thing that I remember, right? Because I don't right. remember how we grabbed every point. But what I do remember is. Saya's widow starts turning up on Hollywood. Yes. So Saya's so running his widowmaker, and he's getting those classic Saya player three Ks. Yes. We haven't seen these from him at all. We've seen him run widow a handful of times in stage mm -hmm. one and two, and he looked real shaky. Yeah. He was missing shots that Saya player would have never missed in the in the inaugural season. Mm -hmm. Stage three, so far, he's really not been on fire like he was. Yeah, definitely better. Winning some duels here and there. Yeah. But 
But also it's just not being played much on Widow. That's true. And so here we come in today, really not sure if he's going to be on fire or not. He, right. he rolls it out on the Widow, which we're, we're generally happy about. And mm -hmm. then in Hollywood, clicks. Here yes. we go. Saya player activated. Mm -hmm. And he's getting these three Ks. And if you'll think back to the days of old, Gosh. you'll recall a time when Saya player could get three Ks, even four Ks, and the Florida Mayhem couldn't capitalize on him. Yes. And so here we go. He's getting three Ks, and Florida Mayhem's going, in we go, and decimating them. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. So, like, he's, he's literally wrecking everyone on B, like, which is a Widowmaker point. Like, yeah. it's always been good. You have all the rooftops to go on, long sight lines, like, good spot for Widow. And that's, like, where the highlight reel comes in when, like, uh, Muma tries to dive him on Winston, and then he just headshots him and then punches him to finish him off with and the that, rifle. That's just, classic Saya player oh, right classic there. classic Saya. But then, Beautiful. and then we start going on to point C. Everyone switches to, like, a GOATS comp. Except for Saya, and Saya's like, nah, man, I'm feeling it. <laughs> and stays was. on Widow, and still just keeps popping off against everyone. And point C is not a Widow point. <laughs> and just it sure looked like a Widow point. <laughs> the whole time. I loved that moment. I'm like, literally, in. we just switched to Widow goats. He, yeah, we're coming in. <laughs> we're coming into the last point. And, and somebody, I think Zephyr even like moved over to Brig. I think. I think they let somebody else play Brig. Yeah, because I, I think we kept playing like Sombra Widow, but like yeah, yeah. Zephyr so either such as Azaria. We're Brig, moving into or, point like, B to point C. We got the Reinhardt. We're coming into the parking lot, and you know the enemy team's rolling right out of spawn. We're yeah. having a hard time taking care of them. Side player goes dink. Jump over yeah. here. Saya player's like coming from the high ground and then jumping down behind them on the little like RV and taking out a Lucio and, and then, then flanking back, back behind, behind his team. So he's like back behind the cart and the Reinhardt shield and then starts taking out the Zarya. Or, he's shooting. No, he's like he's like going to shoot the Zarya and then he sees the on out of his corner of his eyes like yeah I'm getting that one and just and then he flicks shoot, him and I'm like he whoa. Sh he does wind up going after the Zarya. Yeah and then he so comes he back to the Zarya. He shoots the Zarya through our Diva. Yeah. So Ze Zephyr must have been on Diva then at that point. Maybe yeah. He shoot our Diva gets our, our in the way. Our comp was weird at that. Our point. Diva gets in the way <laughs> and he shoots through the Diva. Because he knows that there's a Zarya there, gets a body shot, and then, yeah. and then, then Zarya like, lands and gets the headshot, finishes her off. Yep. Oh, it's great. It was super fun. Super fun. Okay, so we do that, and then we move on to Gibraltar. We do not close out Gibraltar. Yeah, which is what we like. We steamroll A. And we and do really good at point B. Steamroll B. And then get super hard held on C. We almost make it. We're inches from the end. Yeah. And then we just can't. We just can't close it out. I'm nervous. I'm nervous now, right? Yes. So so we're nervous. We're sitting here going, oh boy, this could be it. But we didn't close it. Mm. Oh no. Right? Right. And then. So we have our point A defense. And the point A defense actually starts out quite well. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to shout out the boy Saya player. I'm not sure if this is just because of this matchup, um, but I was expecting a lot of triple DPS in this game, as I said. We got some, but we did actually run a lot of goats. We did. And some of our problems that we saw, even in the last San Francisco Shock game, where Hex was bringing it up a lot, I think it was in the San Fran game, if not it was the week before when we were against Parrot, but there was definitely seemed to be a lot of disconnect between Fate and Saya, and Saya would often be caught out and picked. Sure. I didn't feel like we were seeing that 
as much today. No. Um, and if Asaya's it was, if Saya was getting picked, he was. It was a trait. Um, yep. Usually, like both Briggs on the enemy team would go down. So I don't know if that's also Jake has a tendency to overextend as well. Well, Jake was overextending. So I don't know if they're just well. overextending into each other and then both dying. But it seemed like Saya was doing a lot better, and then I was really, really impressed with him on this point A hold. So, because at first, I'm worried. So I see our comp, I see the enemy comp, they're running Linkser the on Doomfist, and then, so we decide we're gonna hold in what's historically called the, the car, car wash, wash, right? The little dip in point A, there's that mega in the little corner room. So we we're all in go into room. that little corner room, which is, a lot of times, sometimes, like, teams like to hold there. Sometimes it's a death sentence, especially in GOATS, but you know... And you feel like it's going to be a death sentence you know the they're running, coming out. Yeah, you know they're running triple DPS, but they have this Doomfist. Great pick, and I'm just like, I'm ready for it. I'm like, Lynx is just going to go in there. He's going to rocket punch and get a pick. And then sure enough, you're watching it. He's charging his rocket punch on the high ground. He jump, He drops down with an angle on there and flies in. And the second he does, Saya just... Bam, shield bashes into the ground, destroys Destruction. Him. And it was like three or four attempts. He'd respawn, he'd try again, Saya, shield bash, down, kill, done. He dies three times, doesn't even he make was it to so 25% of his ult. It. So, it was, it, yeah, yeah, he like got no ult charge because he literally just kept and dying just has to every time. Yeah, it was so good. I was super impressed by it. Like, I thought we, because when I first saw us holding there, I'm like, oh, come on, they have a Doomfist, you can't be doing this. Man, they were ready for it. They were. Eventually, they're gonna cap point A because yeah. they're gonna. What they're gonna do to break that hold is really just pressure from Jake's Farah. Mm. It's gonna keep going and keep I going. I think they it's did eventually get a meteor strike too. I don't recall. I don't think they did it on point A though. Did they? Maybe. I don't remember. But the, yeah, they do the eventually big, break the big through. Big thing is Jake's Jake's constant pressure onto but them. We 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 burn like two and a half minutes off the clock. Oh yeah, lots. So of time. definitely a solid point A hold. And then we have a really good point B hold. Yes. We literally almost end the map at B. So this is when this is when the map starts to become absolutely bananas. I cannot remember, like maybe outside um, Grand Finals day one, like Volskaya, that where the fights were just going like back and forth and just turning on their head at such extreme intervals. Yeah. Like we started to get some insane stuff. Like we have the the point B hold, it looks like we're about to hold them before they cap B. I think we get like two to three picks and it's like, oh boy, we're gonna do this. And then Dante just hits a six man EMP. And that's it enough to take us out. And they're able to bring it back. And the I think we're still, B. we're literally still fighting with somehow in the midst of the fight, the point gets capped. And so it's basically lost. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like we, we all thought we were about to win. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it looked like it was gonna be over. Huge clutch by Dante, and now we're into point C. And in point C, point C, Houston starts to win in the ultimate economy long game. Yeah. And they're getting their alts and they're using them effectively, and we're throwing our alts out and getting nothing. Yep. We're stalling. All we're doing is stalling. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Like Houston is coming in. And it feels like there's nothing we can do about yep. it. Yep, we maybe win one team fight. Yeah, right around the corner. Yeah, but then and but then our alt economy really swings in the favor of Houston. Like ours isn't as good because we had to use everything to get that hold. I think they have an EMP. They they have a grab. 
So so here comes Houston rolling in. They're about basically to win. like overtime. Like yeah. they have like ten seconds left. So this is the fight. This is the fight. They're rolling in. All right. They're we're we're having to grab a fate. Grab just not fate. We're having to grab just Muma. Well, everything just gets crazy because there's so Cause much more. Because like that. We've already lost a whole bunch of people. So they roll in. I think they EMP. They get two or three picks. Now we're just in stall mode. Yeah. They, they nano boost Muma to try to right. finish off the point. BQB grabs him to the wall and is just like, stay away from me. Right. right. Okay. Okay. We killed Jake. I think it's Jake's a pick that we get. They demex yes. Zephyr. That's the turning point because it this literally looks, looks like we're about to lose it. But I think we have... I, I feel like maybe two to three people alive. But we have three people alive. The critical alive. thing is BQB never really gets in a dangerous position. He's standing back high charge. He doesn't die this whole overtime. Right. And it's just dealing damage. And he eventually gets a good angle on Jake. Um, I think he also gets, Jake gets hit by an anti-nade, and then yeah. he's able to just left-click him down at a nice angle behind his shield. Zephyr gets demeched. He pops into spawn yeah. as a demech diva, so, switches to a bastion, mm -hmm. and goes, forget this, someone has to kill these people, and our yeah. stallers aren't going to be able to do it. And he's right. The stallers are it's not so going to get the picks like and that. And so our whole team is coming out, your normal, what like if you're playing Gibraltar, it's the, it's the exit most people take. It's the right side on defense. If you're on mm -hmm. defense, you call it the right side. Yeah. So you're, you're all coming out of that spawn because it's close to the payload. He, he wraps around to the other one and comes out on Bastion. So there's a huge distance between him and the payload. So they have to get off the payload if they want to challenge him. him. They're, they're basically running goats at this point, goats with Sombra. Yep. But I think the Sombra's dead by the time BTP He's shooting comes at out. And he just has free sight lines. So they can't get close to him. Yeah. They're not running a Zen. They can't. I and don't then, think. and then at the very last second, the last thing they try to contest with is a Doomfist. They try to get a pick, right? And they Doomfist gets booped into the sky, mm -hmm. and he gets booped up so high because he's on his upward trajectory from his uppercut. Mm -hmm. and then he gets booped, and he's too far away. The overtime ticks down while he's in the sky, too far away because he got booped. And then we win. And then we win. And everyone just explodes. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was crazy. Like just. I feel like even us trying to break it down and describe it doesn't doing, do it justice. This fight was insane. It looked like by all means, Florida was about to lose and we were about to go to map five. And somehow, in the craziest fashion, we turn around like a 6v3 into enough of a winning fight. I'm watching the, um, the replays of it because they're going, uh, Saicho tried to break down the fight yeah. during watch point. Yeah, that was a really good There breakdown. are some points where it literally looks like, like, BQB is must be at the maximum limit of being able to touch the payload. There, there are like at least two points in there where I yeah. thought we were about the C9. Yeah. Where it's so on a razor's edge. Like this fight was absolutely bonkers. And I feel like Chris just embodies everyone afterwards because there's just like this image of him and he's just clutching his set chest and his eyes closed and he's taking the <laughs> deepest breath like oh my gosh so what was that so apparently <laughs> apparently at the stadium it was silence they said you could cut the tension there with a knife some of the tweets that i've seen really during that fight up until it happens and then they're like everybody's cheering because you know you got the valiant crowd there, so yeah they're cheering for fate valiant's literally playing the next game so all the valiant fans are there and they're everyone's excited for fate which is a really cool thing for mayhem because usually nobody like, if loves you remember us. our shanghai win it was literally just that one girl jumping up and down as everyone wanted to kill her yeah <laughs> 
So, and usually you'd think against a popular team like Houston, that would be the same thing. But luckily, we had the power of Valiant the on our side. The power of Valiant is on our side. It was and brilliant. I think, uh, and, and Anthony then, fans, Thibbledork fans yeah. as well. And we actually had some legit, like, Florida Mayhem yeah, fans there were some who were fans there that there. weekend. And then so, the people at Tampa, meanwhile at Tampa, yeah. we, I, I don't, I, I, I couldn't, I, can't, I was thinking about this the other day. I can't remember if it was just me or if everybody was yelling. It was like, kill that guy, kill that guy, no, 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 kill that guy. The whole time that they're, these people are bouncing around the car, right. Zephyr comes out on his bastion. And we were not quiet at that. I, I don't, it was I don't still think real we tense. Were, yeah. It was real tense, but we were go, 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 going. Like, come on! Like, it was, it was quiet, I think, at first, until, that, until the Jake pick. The Jake pick happens, and then people start getting rowdy. Let's go, let's go, like let's this go. spark of hope hits, and we're like, "Oh, come on, come on! I can do it! Are they doing it? Are they doing it? Oh, is that what's happening? We're gonna do it!" <laughs> Craziness. Cra and then, and then we find it like springs the up, and everyone goes crazy. I wasn't even sure we won. I wasn't sure if we see nine or we won. Uh, but like, I'm waiting to see the flash. But everyone freaked out. Like we must have done it. Like. Went crazy, like people falling to the floor, springing up, running around, doing high fives. We're it sort was of nuts. We were sort of towards the back, so there's high fives coming down the road and just yelling. But if you get on the Chaos Crew's Twitter and you yeah. watch what happened up front, I think it's Squatch. Squatch is down on his knees. Going, no, Squatch hugs. Squatch hugs him. Squatch hugs him. Wh whoever is oh, the guy that fell to his I don't knees. I don't know everybody's names yet. I'm yeah. still working on it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like oh, the guy on his knees, they're like hugging. Craziness. It's, it Craziness. Was, it was so fun to oh, do, especially at the watch party. Like, it's not often Florida wins, and no. that's definitely the first one we've been to. Like, I think Alonzo even said, like, we we've broke three, the Buffalo Wild Wings. We've had three curse. Wild Wings games against the Outlaws, apparently. Yeah, is what he said. And this is the first one where they won. Th yeah, there's one stage two one where we went to map five and we lost too. Yeah. So, so to be able to take the W, it was it was real felt nice. good, man. Ah, it was real it was nice. just. After so long, it's been four months, and it feels so much better. Like, coming into the stage, this is a match we expected to win. But as the stage progressed, this was no longer, longer the, the match, match we expected, expected to win. win. These guys took out the San Francisco Shock a week ago. Like, it almost feels like there's some kind of blood curse on taking out a top team it that does. you then have to lose to a bottom table. Right. Within Atlanta. like the week. Atlanta with Valiant and Guangzhou and now now Houston comes and like, yeah, we just so got the San Francisco shock and Mayhem's like sup. Valiant fans, Valiant fans, you better start getting out your summoning circles on Twitter. Yeah, you just took out the Titans. I don't I don't fully remember what your schedule is, but you better hope there's no easy matches because um, but I actually think they like have pretty difficult yeah. Like Seoul and Hangzhou. All right, they so we have not a lot of time left to get through the rest of the things we want to talk about. Okay. So we're going to plow through it. Get ready for quick times. Okay. I did want to talk about looking at, because you wanted to mention, talk to, to me about this too. So Mayhem's on a hot streak right now. Yes. With our old players, we literally just added three new guys. Four. Right. Four. Four. Right. So... We had a thing in the past where we beat a team whose colors were green. Yep. With our old roster, the second before they got replaced by a new roster, we never looked good again. Mm, that's true. That's the point you brought up to that me. That is. So, worrisome in that regards, because it looks like we finally built synergy, and now we're listen, about to blow it up. Listen, Mayhem. Listen, Mayhem. Unless you are certain that switching people out is going to be a direct improvement for the next games, 
don't do it. Mental attitude, hot streaks are very real in the Overwatch League. Your fans are watching you. But this could be a good thing, right? So now, right. We, now we just had a win. So if you can integrate these guys properly and it, we're just upgrading roles and they integrate well, that could just mean we're, we, we just hit this level, now we're going to go to another one. So that's the optimist viewpoint. Right? right, and then there's also the possibility that the coaches, that the new coaches were heavily involved this week, which could be the reason that we're on this mm -hmm. hot direction, which means if they're the coaches that are used to working with these other players and it's the coaching staff that's really pushing us in that right, right. direction, that's a good thing. That's another part mm -hmm. of that optimal view. So that's a good But now I'm going to get a little bit analytic here. I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. You need to keep it real short. Right? But <laughs> so I, I'm worried that the members we just picked up are for a meta past. And in the current meta, we're going to have struggles finding a strong point. Okay? Because I want to break down what this meta is. Really, this meta is three mini metas in one. Yes. So we've got GOATs, Sombra GOATs, and Triple, triple DPS. DPS. And tri the Triple DPS meta is mostly Sombra, Farah, and Widow. And then sometimes you maybe see a fourth DPS on Tracer, like one of your Flexifor, or you run Ana and Mercy. Right. It depends. But those are like the three cores of the Triple DPS meta. And then you have everything else, but those are the three things I want to focus on, is really just the the parts that switch. So the Sombra, Farah, Widow, the Sombra, Zarya, Break, and the Diva, Zarya, Break. Because to me, in to run the optimal of each of these comps, we need to run a different set of players. And we're going to have to decide which one of these comps is most important to us. Because you had the press release. Right. Where basically they laid out who's going to be playing what. We brought up DPI before as a flex DPS. But really, he's going to be playing D.Va. Right. Um, he's... he's plays D.Va more so. He has the flex DPS, which is nice in this meta, because he'll probably be our new Farah flex, just like Zephyr is. It sounds like a really good fit in that regard, right? It's true. So he's supposed to be, and then in our GOATS comps, he's supposed to be playing our D.Va. Um, Gargoyle is a Zarya and a D.Va player, but he's going to be our Zarya player here forward, is what we're, yes. what it made it seem like That's in the press release. That's what they've been speaking of. So we're going to have DPI on D.Va, Gargoyle on Zarya, and then you assume Sai is always going to be in, right? Um, he's probably going to be our big Brig player, maybe we see BQB brought in, but unsure. For now, we're expecting Saya. Right. But if we want to run Sombra Goats, our best Sombra is probably BQB. Sure. So then we're running BQB, Gargoyle, and Saya. Okay. Now, so no DPI. No DPI. But if we want to run triple DPS, we probably want so, um, BQB on Sombra, we want Saya on Widow, and then. Farah, you'd probably expect that to be DPI. You'd expect it to be DPI, but Zephyr's Farah's been on fire, so it could go either way. Well, I'm not expecting Zephyr to be in. That's what I'm saying. So, sure. like, does what does Gargoyle have in his DPS wheelhouse? That's is true. what I'm wondering. Like, because Gargoyle, cause Gargoyle needs to have something, or I don't know what we're going to do with our comps because we need Zar Gargoyle to be matched with BQB, or maybe. Maybe DPI can play right, the Sombra. Right, because if, if Gargoyle's matched with BQB, we're going to lose all ability but then, for Divas. But then Gargoyle needs to be able to play a Farah. Like, it, I'm not sure how this is all going to shake out. Like, I look at their roster, and there's, like, I could see a clear, oh, you play these players for this, you play three players for this. But usually you're switching between these comps right. in a single map. And I don't, I don't see a clear this, starting If they six. play this smart, what they'll do is they'll determine which 
two of the comps play best in the map right. and which one has the biggest impact. Mm -hmm. They'll pick the comp with the biggest impact, they'll put those players in for that map who have the greatest ability to switch to the secondary comp. Right. And, and that would be fine, I think. But then I get worried if we're constantly <clears throat> switching players out like that, that there are teams like Soul Dynasty who are managing to make those switches work. Yeah. Historically, most teams don't make this work. And That's I'm right. not convinced that we're going to be able to pull it off. Well, we'll just have to hope. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to see. I, I would say that's something as a fan to keep out. Look, look out to see who's our starting six. Who are we playing on what maps? Like most people are focusing on Fate and Karayan. I'm really focusing on Gargoyle, BQB, Deep, and DPI. DPI. When are they being played? That's a good call. So that's that's what I'd keep a lookout for. So. Anyway, all right. <laughs> um, we literally we have like four minutes. Okay. So pick your th pick the one thing you want to talk about the most. Um, I want to look a little bit at the playoff picture. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go through this really quick stage playoffs. Um, a lot of times historically, I made a tweet about this, but historically in the past, we've taught most teams to make it in. You need to be four and three. That's what you need to look at, right? right. You need to have a positive map win record. This stage, I do not think that is going to be quite good enough. I really feel like most of the teams are going to go um, five and two. Five and two. I think maybe the eighth slot is going to be the only thing for four and three wow. that you have a shot at. So really, if you and so that's going to all come down to map differential. If you want to get into the playoffs, you really, really need to hammer in that um, five. That that five slot. Because Vancouver, even though they lost last night, which is another crazy thing, crazy that we don't even have time to talk about it's it. It's so nuts. But um, they, they lost, but they're probably still probably going to go six. If not, maybe Gladiator takes them out this week. They still go five and two. Um, NYXL looking like they're going to have a perfect stage. San Fran probably six and one. Houston, they play Toronto and I don't remember who else, but like a really winnable rest of their stage for them. Looking like they're going to go five They're and probably going to go five and two. Shanghai... They won their match against the Gladiators. They already have like four wins on the board, I think. They're looking like they're going to go five and two. Um, Hangzhou, I think, already has five wins. If not, they just need I one more. And they have like pretty, at least they're playing us next week. Okay? So I'm Hangzhou hoping. Hangzhou four, is four and one. Four right and now. one. And so we have to beat them if they want. If we want to play them spoiler of not being able to get that five and two or yeah. trying to put a stop to it. But realistically, they're expecting to win that match. Florida can definitely throw some curveballs. We just beat Houston. But Hangzhou plays straight up goats. They're, they're a whole, they, they have a whole different strength than Houston. Houston's strong at triple DPS. This is a team that's strong at goats like San Francisco Shock. We did not look good against San Francisco Shock. I don't expect to look good against them unless they decide to play Godsby on Sombra because Godsby is an awful Sombra. Sorry, but if you remember back in stage two, this is the team that literally had a lower win, um, team fight win percentage when they used EMP versus when they didn't. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, so this is a team that's historically been awful at Sombra Goats. The second they switched off of finally trying to run so much Sombra is when they started to look good. So maybe we win that match, but this is looking like a top five team in the league, guys. Like, don't hold your breath. I think we do Less have a, a chance, but yeah. And then LA Valiant, they just beat Titan, so they're, they're, on a they're big already 4-1. and, and one. They just need to win one more map. They look great. They're probably going to do it. So that just leaves one more slot in eighth that yeah. 
probably Gladiator's Perisher Soul are going to. I'd say the Soul matches are looking the most interesting. They're playing, um, I know they play Hangzhou, and then they play another interesting team too. So they're really, mm. I think they play Valiant. Okay. So, should be interesting. Should be interesting. Well, it's going to be really hard to get into Stage 3 playoffs, it's looking like. The Florida yeah. Mayhem are officially looking better. And it's looking like the, the Stage 3 playoffs are going to be really tight as well. Like, it's anyone's ball game. Titans are dethroned. Shock are dethroned. It doesn't look like there's a clear-cut champion. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. This should be a great, great stage playoff. All kinds of exciting stuff. For some other things that we didn't quite get to hit on, some of it was shared on our Twitters and our Facebooks. So go check those out because there are some things that we talked about throughout the week that didn't come out here. Yep. And um, there, there was an article written on Popped Off that I got to write, so that was fun. You can check that out there. Lots of fun stuff that happened. We just don't have time to cover it here on the show today. So <laughs> that is literally every second that we have today. So thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to uh, support us by following our social media pages, subscribing to our podcast on the various podcast platforms. We're available on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, thank you to the Popped Off team for all of their support and their help with everything that we do around here. Uh, yeah, so I'm Alurimore. I'm Haller. And you've been watching Cowl Fans.